listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. With me, Liam with Neil, and he, Christopher MacArthur Boyd. Uh, That's right. It's me. Um, so you've had quite an eventful week. Have I? Yes. Um, you were oh. temporarily made homeless. Oh yeah. I forgot. I locked myself out my hotel very briefly at the weekend, and um, I put the word out. You know who one of the first person I contacted? Me. You found me. Which I yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. my big friend. And I was in a very comfortable hotel room <laughs> in Newcastle. Probably one of the best accommodations provided by a comedy club. Uh, oh, you think so? Because they lost all my fucking shirts that place. And my TV remote. They binned my TV remote and two of my favourite shirts. Your TV remote? Yes, I took my TV remote to Newcastle by accident. <laughs> they binned it. You shouldn't be allowed out of the house. You're locking yourself out, accidentally taking your TV remote. Could, you, could your girlfriend watch TV whilst... She, did she have to... We still don't have a back because Newcastle, that new hotel, Newcastle, that you love so much. Well, I know what they're like. They don't give a hoot if uh, if you if you've left your TV remote or your two shirts in the hotel. Um, and then they. And ha- I don't want to get into it. So, how do you change your TV? Do you have to do it the old-fashioned way, or have you downloaded one I have of those? To stand up. You can get an app, a universal TV remote app, for your phone. Yeah. And you you click on your phone and it changes channels. You kidding? No, that's a real thing. How long has that been going? Literally years, because I've I did it. No, but I've ago. I've been telling people about this. Or I try not to tell people because it's embarrassing. It makes me sound like an mm. idiot. But when I do tell people, they go, "Oh, that's a shame," and then it just moves on. Nobody's hit me with this piece of patter. The fact well, that I'm a I'm a techno wizard. Oh yeah, I know my sh- Jings Crevens, man. Give it a go. Have a little look. You'll be changing your TV. Yeah. You've been stuck on BBC Parliament for the last two <laughs> years. No, I don't even. I don't even watch it's TV. Been man. Stuck on Babe Station. <laughs> it has been stuck on Babe Station, but I don't watch it. I, just watch I had a viral tweet retweeted by one of Babe Station's biggest stars once, and um, Who? I can't remember her name. And what was the tweet? It was the tweet I did ages ago about um, receptionists and GPs, and oh yeah, and, yeah. And uh, and she retweeted it, and suddenly the replies to the retweets and the uh, further retweets were from very horny Twitter accounts, which is an area of Twitter I don't really understand. Like, I understand most versions of Twitter, but I don't Mm -hmm. understand the version that you occasionally stumble into where it is just people retweeting porn pictures or Mm -hmm. tweeting... Talking to porn stars. Yeah, yeah, that seems weird to me. Mm. You know, because presumably then you only log into Twitter when you're... Watching pornography. Well, I would be too scared to be horny on the main, you know. Yeah. There is that thing on Twitter where if you like something, that isn't a private thing between you and the person. That is a public thing. It goes on the record. Mm -hmm. Various politicians have been caught liking, like that guy who got caught liking the the big dids on 9-11, Ted Cruz or whatever. (laughs) You know, this is a known thing. So I'm too scared. Do I sometimes log out? Do a bit of dark stuff, and then go back in. That's for me to know. 
and nobody else to find Do you use the Enjoy an Album Twitter account of which you have sole responsibility as your <laughs> as your sexy secondary? Please, nobody check the likes for a joint album. It is just adult performers in the, the Bay Area. Great. In the Bay Area? Golf stuff. Golf stuff. Bay Area is in the BAE area. That is the area where I fall in love with people. I don't want to. I don't even want to contemplate for longer than I already have the sort of weird shit you look into on that. The deranged enjoying album Twitter accounts <laughs> history. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, I just I don't I don't really understand that vibe. Uh, I, I will say this. This is a tip. It's too horny for an intro. This stuff is, <laughs> but I'll say this. Hey, it suits the album. It's a horny album. It's a horny album. We're not usually this horny, people. But uh, if you are in a hotel... Oh, God. Where is this going? you're staying at your mum and dad's house or something. Oh, Lord. And they have... People are watching what you're going into, and maybe they have a thing set up to stop people looking at adult stuff. Some hotels are like this. You can go onto Twitter, and you can look at NSFW stuff, but it is not flagged up by the firewall and that's all i'll say this is so i understand no but yes it makes sense because i'm not just giving out tips you were saying i don't know how somebody would get to that area in the first place here's what happens not speaking for personal experience just using empathy because i'm an empath this is fucked up you wander down there from necessity in a hotel forward slash mom and dad's house situation and you get trapped (sighs) that's how sexy twitter happens i I'm so uncomfortable with this whole intro. This is you. You you, you been up to that much this week? <laughs> <laughs> talk about that instead. Or how about we just thank Eddie Ting, aka Will McKee, once again for doing a lovely job editing and schmeding and cutting it up and frying. He has to out. listen to this horniness roar. Okay. Yeah. This is cut down from forty minutes of just talking about. Stuff Chris like just that. giving tips on how to fucking <laughs> jacket in various different situations. Listen, a lot of people don't use Tumblr anymore, but it is a great space. This is how you can jacket if your arms are tied behind your back. <laughs> this is how you can jacket if you're hiding in the cupboard of a church. I'm really sorry if you have came here. A, just end the sentence there. I'm really Last sorry if you've sentence. came here. <laughs> Because you've clicked one of those things, this podcast will make you come in 40 seconds. But <laughs> I regret buying those adverts. I regret buying those adverts. God almighty. Lauren, my partner, has said of this podcast, you two talk about your dicks too much. And I, I thought that was an unfair criticism. But do you know what? I think she might be right. Listen, we're going to try and change. We are modern men. We are feminists. Uh, Allies. This is what a feminist looks Absolutely. like. This is what a feminist this looks like. A, this is what a uh, horny podcast looks like. <laughs> I can't help you, huh? Seven minutes of horn. Okay, listen. It's, listen, it's Trent Reznor. It's Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> it's Pretty Hate Machine, which is also what I call my dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I call my fucking hand, man. Right. Let's stop with the dick stuff and the smack and the blue talk. Yeah. Uh, this is a great record by a great artist. Uh, maybe. It's a good episode. Uh, loads, loads to get into with good old Trent. Um, all your favourite features return. Uh, and, and More features than ever, this one. Yeah, it's feature-packed. Mayhaps to the detriment of the piece. However, I think you're going to have a lovely time. We don't talk about sex that much, as we have done the last five minutes. Enjoy 
the episode. Enjoy an album. Stone Magazine's introduction to Nine Inch Nails' Pretty Hate Machine. The music I always liked as a kid was stuff I could bum out to and realise, hey, someone else feels that way too, Trent Reznor said in 1990. So, if someone can do that with my music, it's mission accomplished. Led by the hit Head Like a Hole, Nine Inch Nails' debut album took bleak Midwestern goth industrial disco to the rock masses, a move that would shape pop culture just as much as Nirvana's Nevermind. When Reznor sang, Grey would be the colour if I had a heart on something I can never have, millions felt his pain. You know, I, um, I've i always said that this album was a real moment for Midwestern goth industrial disco. It does sound silly, but I think it is quite a good encapsulation of the vibe of the album, that idea of like, oh, it's Depeche Mode, but what if it was a wee guy from fucking Nebraska or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you re- you can't disagree with it, but it is a funny... Yeah, it's funny to see that that movement Midwestern was finally brought before everybody else. Goth industrial disco is like mm. a great... What's up, what's up, what's up music you into? I like goth industrial disco. I know all cunts who would say that. You are a cunt who would say that. No, I'm not really an industrial guy. My dad's an industrial guy. My dad no, is the type of guy who likes goth you're, industrial. You're industrial. the kind of guy who would say that they like something that sounds as ridiculous as that. Some of the some of the genres you pull out of your ass sometimes on here, mm. those who are into like uh, thrash doom metal, and you know. Well, that would be ridiculous because thrash is very fast and doom is very slow. You'd like funereal... Pan-continental doom movements, perhaps. Uh, yeah, there we go. Kind of I couldn't even improvise a bad-sounding genre. Neoclassical thrash from the late 80s is something I'm very fond of. Yeah. As long as it has a kind of jazzy element. Anyway, uh, well, how would you describe this music? Have you ever heard of Nine Inch Nails before? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 Nine <laughs> it's Inch... It's kind of silly, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's Nine Inch Nails. They're pretty huge. Big band, yeah. Massive band. Probably most people know, you know, Hurt, um, I would say. The the, the Johnny Cash um, cover of the Nine Inch Nails song. That may have been one of the first times I heard of them. I think same. Um, yeah. But but Trent Reznor, as a, as a guy... I mean, his uh-huh. his fingerprint is on so much music ever since since this. He was in that documentary on Netflix about um, about what's his name, Johnny um, John uh, Jimmy Levine. You see that documentary about Jimmy Levine Who's and Jimmy Levine again? He's American. Yeah, he, music he, guy? him. Yeah, him and him and Dre. Um, oh, right. yeah, and, yeah. and the the you know what that documentary is quite good until the last episode when you realise that it's essentially a plug for Beats. Um, <laughs> it becomes so nakedly just an advert for Beats. Uh, you have Beats though, don't you? No, no, me neither. It's good how we don't let Netflix tell us what to do. Yeah, I uh, I use a a bit more of a I'm a bit more of a muso, so I have a <laughs> I have a sort of little under the radar uh, Sony oh. Sony headphones. Is that a Japanese company? Um, I you know what I I believe so. Um. <laughs> Oh, that's cool, I've man. been to Japan, so I discovered Sony when I was out there. 
Oh, nice. Um. So anyway, so uh, Trent Reznor and Jimmy Levine have, have worked together on a lot of stuff, and he's in that documentary as well. Um. Also, did you know this? One of the biggest songs ever mm-hmm. called Old Town Road. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. It's a it's a Nine Inch Nails sample. Oh yeah, so it is. It's off one of the Ghosts records, isn't it? Go yeah, G- Ghosts Four Thirty Four. And when you listen to yeah. it, you're like, oh my god, horses in the back. Um, which leads me to a very. Listen, I've been getting out of country for a while, so I'm really shut the song. fuck up. Um, uh, really early in the pod time for uh, Liam's new for feature. Playlists? Liam's new feature. Oh, unhinged YouTube comment of the week goes to a comment on uh, Ghosts Four Thirty Four, mm-hmm. which was the sample for Old Town Road. Um, <laughs> I want to read this comment. Okay. Nine Inch Nails is a band I never got into because Trent's vocals always felt like I was listening to a guy who was trying to fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) If that was unhinged comments, not perfectly correct comments. (laughs) But I respect them, if all it ends with. Okay, maybe not unhinged is the... Maybe just YouTube comment of the day. Uh Uh-huh. Golden. Either because they are so wild or... or Mm -hmm. Sorry, I interrupted you. I know this is your new segment, and you're just finding your feet. No, that's okay. So, it, so obviously, I know Old Town Road because one of the biggest, literally, literally one of the biggest songs of all time. Um, and also, I I remember uh, that uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross made the soundtrack. Well, they've done soundtracks for a few the films. Social Network, um, Social ne- Social Network, loads of David Fincher movies, Gone Girl, um, but also to the. Um, did you watch that Ken Burns documentary about the the Vietnam War? It was on BBC a few years ago. It's like it's like you know one of the most incredible uh, documentary series of all time, according to all. Ken accolades. Burns loves a war, doesn't he? Yeah, man. Civil War, this Vietnam War, that. Where do you look at the other side of life? So I watched um, I watched about four episodes of that, and I was gonna be like, I'm gonna watch all of this. I'm gonna learn so much. Each episode is like an hour and a half, and it goes really into like specific battles in Vietnam, and then. By the end, you're like, okay, I'm going to have a break. At some point, I'm going to find out what happened the rest of the war. This is an issue with this. This is an issue with the whole genre of documentaries for me. I will watch a documentary, hour and a half, two hours, and I'll sit there and I'll try and learn stuff, but it's just colours and sounds washing over me. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of calm and soothing wall projection for a troubled child do you know what I mean like I, I, I take in nothing yeah and at the end of it somebody will go oh what did you think about that documentary and I go yeah it was it was bad when uh, they were interviewing that guy and he, he had dandruff somebody should have swept that dandruff off his shoulders I, when they were interviewing unless the documentary about trying to achieve the greatest um, score on King Kong um, it's going to take me a, a real a real brain sesh to take anything away from it and that vietnam war i was watching i was like yeah i know this is good but i mean i watched i watched i say four episodes about four years ago how do i how much do i remember there was a war in vietnam Mm. i tell you that much i can maybe see a couple of other stuff but it wouldn't be it would i wouldn't be putting that much frosting on your cake um i know that the song that um lil nas x Mm -hmm. sampled uh, what a song for for Old Town Road 
was used in that Ken Burns documentary about the Vietnam War, <laughs> which I think would make watching it now a bit jarring, as you see yeah. napalm being dropped upon the forests of Vietnam. Mm. You hear horses in the back. <laughs> I love that bit where he's like, uh, what's the bit where he's talking to me like cheating on his girlfriend? Who, Ken Burns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stops talking about the director's the, uh... commentary. The Communist Party, yeah. Yeah. Vietnam is starts going, oh, man, it's been really tough in the Burns household, she found me. <laughs> she, she found the fucking Burns in my cock, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. And then they're like, we're still recording this, Ken? He's like, ah! Oh, well, the thing about the hell. Um, you know. So are you big Are you big Trent head? You know, are you into your Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails for me, it's just one of the, obviously as a mosher, as a hesher, as a, a gribo, myself mm. you know it's one of the bands where if you're in a golf shop looking at the the patches for your jacket you'll see metallica iron maiden kiss nine inch nails mm. black sat it's just like it's part of the canon mm-hmm. of like metal festival headliners even though they're not a metal band yep. you know what i mean not really but they're kind of accepted into that canon of dark goth music mm. and i never i there's a couple of you know obviously i like hurt i remember i got really into hurt when i was like 14 13 mm-hmm. i fell in love with johnny cash after i watched walk the line with joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. and then i got right into all his music and i was like oh this is a cover let me listen to the original one and i was like this is fucking shite this nine inch nails version of hurt this is dreadful oh really you, you didn't at the time slap for you at the time interesting no and that kind of put me off the rest of the stuff. I did really like the Nine Inch Nails song, Bite the Hand That Feeds, mm-hmm. which was a kind of bush era piece of agit prop. Uh, very much kind of in the same vein as I know you said in a previous episode that you don't like American Idiot by Green Day. It's very much the same kind of vibe of anti-Bushism. Yeah, um, we'll dive into that American Idiot take another day. Uh <laughs> And the Diana Ross episode next yeah, week. Yeah, that, I think that would be the perfect time to, to to deal with that. I feel like I might have even had like a Nine Inch Nails sticker on a laptop or something at some point. Yeah. But I wouldn't, as a pure poser, mm-hmm. you know. It's a cool logo. Very symmetrical. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful band logo, actually. It's simple. So this, is, this is a bit of a detour, right? But um, no. have you heard the reason? <laughs> Shut up. Have you heard the reason... A lot of like Chinese people. Wow. Well, ha- <laughs> whoa. This is a bit of a detour, but here's what I think of the the Chinese. No, but do you know how you in <laughs> China and Japan you get a lot of people wearing like jumpers with like English sayings on them. Okay. And they don't know what it means. Do you? This is a thing. Right. I've been to Japan. The, you Didn't you, you get that. a lot. Of- All right. Well, I'm I'm very in touch with those cultures, and you get the word fuck a lot. Because it's perfectly symmetrical, symmetrical in terms of shapes. So the F and the K, they're both very straight lines. And in the C and the U, they're both curved lines. Okay. So there's a degree of symmetry to the words. So you'll get a lot of children in Asian countries running around with a wee jumper that says fuck right on it. Just because it's a very symmetrically pleasing word. Can't say I saw any of that. But then again, I wasn't looking at the, the clothesware of... Of little children, so... Wow, you're that defensive about being a paedophile. You're like, I wasn't even looking at the clothes I made without any clothes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let, right, let's okay. draw that line in the sand right now. Um, <laughs> Liam doesn't even know what a child 
Luke's like, I don't, I don't, like I don't know where we'd buy children's clothes. That's how. <laughs> what? Tesco. <laughs> exactly. If you don't Obviously, love them, that's where you need to buy your own clothes as well. Yeah, uh, I get my, me and my. <laughs> yeah, I don't go into it. Okay, um, jingle please. Secret Pajo, Secret Secret Pajo. You do it fast and it feels like Nacho got no money. You got basketball. Secret Pajo. Ding, ding, ding. We got a hot one. Oh, surprise to fucking prize, man. Trent Reznor is a posh. What's his real name? What's his real name? It is Trent, isn't it? Oh, okay. But Trent is a... I mean, that's a posh name. Trent. Trent. Reznor sounds like a fucking Reznor. I thought it was like a golf name. Reznor, um, his great-grandfather, started the Reznor Company. Is that right? An air conditioning and fan company. He started it in the late 1800s, which seems like early for air conditioning. Like, you know, but whatever. He So he made his millions. Um, and then he went to uh, uh, Allegheny College. A private liberal arts college, one of the oldest mm-hmm. colleges in uh, one of the oldest private schools. This in, is in yeah. all of USA. Um, the twenty-fifth U.S. president, William McKinley, went there. So that's right. That's the kind of level we're talking. Um, now, well, I think I don't know how much we're going to touch on Atticus Ross, but I just this goes here if we are Atticus Ross is part of Nine Inch Nails now. But wasn't mm-hmm. until like literally 2012 or something was when he officially joined. Yeah. So what you know, 20 years after this album was made. But I think worth mentioning, Atticus Ross um, educated at Eton. Um, really? Two years below David Cameron and Boris Johnson. Wow, uh, that's wild, man! A couple of posh boys taking over the gothic industrial scene of the Midwest. Here's a particular part of this guy's story that really bothers me that he's covered in a way that is distinct from, oh, my grandfather invented having a fan in your room, and it was quite a popular idea. Everybody talks about this album, they go, oh, it's so incredible that Trent Reznor recorded this album while he was a janitor working in, in, in recording studios. Do you think he was really a janitor? Or do you think he had a job in a recording studio and had to clean up because everybody had to clean up after himself? And he was like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm like that guy in Goodwill Hunting that just goes into the classroom and, and solves the problem of music. Shut the fuck up, Trent Reznor, you rat. <laughs> now, to be fair to Trent, okay, when he speaks about his childhood, um, the, the main sort of struggle, he says, was that he's from this like, fucking boring small town and music he saw as a way of like escaping this, this small town uh, where nothing happened. But he, mm. he always wants to stress that he had a very comfortable childhood. Um, and that he, he was not claiming to be a victim um, or anything like that. So yeah, look, he's a he's a posh boy. But are, are we really surprised by by that? I thought Reznor was like a like Marlon Manson. Do you know what I mean, I thought it was like a fake golf name. Like I was yeah. Biohazard Boyd. Do you know what I mean that was my golf name? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I'm telling you now. It's episode forty-seven or something. <laughs> Before you tell us that you called yourself Biohazard Boyd, when <laughs> everybody was doing it, what? no, I never. Everybody, did that. oh, everybody's people. It was like, right, everybody get your golf names out. So you had to come up with like a cool Biohazard adjective. Boyd. Yeah, everybody was calling me Boyd, so I was like, I'm Biohazard Boyd. <laughs> yes, little goopy nuclear waste drips coming off of my logos and stuff, man. Yes. <laughs> 
biohazard boy. Wow. What would, you, what, what would your golf name be? Um, you already have a golf. Your fucking stage name's your golf name. Yeah, Lynn with now. I mean, that's that's more in the um in in the the Andy. That's Andy. It's more in the theme of like well, Marilyn Manson sort of name just changed his surname to like a, a, a cool surname, didn't he? So um, and his you think his first name's actually Marilyn? No. No. Um. So I. I, I <laughs> But I mean, it's nowhere near Biohazard Boyd. What would... what would if you had to come up with a cool golf name? So it would be something Liam. So, something Liam. Yeah, L. A word that starts with L then Liam. It's like kind of alliterative golf. Being alliterative was really cool in the golf scene at that time. Illustrious. Be, illustrious. I don't think it's V, but the L. Your is... name's not illustrious, Liam. No, but it's it. But you know, alliteration. That's how it works. The L is the. No, it doesn't. You it was the plosive there. That's how it works. Do you know what I mean? It's like... No, you're talking shit, man. Mm-mm. If your name was Alistair or uh, Elucius... You don't understand alliteration. The L is... You don't understand the, alliteration. The L is, is, is carrying that word. That's how that it wasn't works. how we did it. You're not allowed in the golf club, Liam. I was never on Bebo because I'm not a little fucking baby. Ridiculous, man. Baby Boyd. Way better. No, that was not my girlfriend. Baby Boyd. Baby Boyd, I was on my mind. <laughs> anyway, a- a- alliteration arguments aside, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, I'm very happy to have learned about Biohazard Boyd, and that's what I'm going to be calling you from now on. Good, I'm happy to have that in my, my diary. Um, so, uh, Trent... Big fan of music from a, a young age. He he went to see the Eagles live, mm. and uh, was blown away. And that's when he <laughs> took up music. It's very funny to picture him watching them play like uh, "Life in the Fast Lane," and then twenty years later, he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you from the inside out," while a fucking iMac explodes behind them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we all find our own way into things, and then, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense. Eagles were a big band, do you know what I mean? Especially for a small town boy at that time. I can imagine it being an inspirational um, thing. He he, dropped, he went to that posh college and then dropped out to pursue music and moved to home of music, Cleveland. Um, <laughs> don't really understand. This guy's really fucking carving up the Midwest, isn't he? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And this is, as I said, he got that job as an assistant engineer slash janitor. Um, so I reckon... I really think the custodial requirements of the role have been really exaggerated. No, totally. I think he's an, an assistant engineer. Yeah. I think he's doing that. that I think that's the that was his job. But yeah. also, they're just like, well, why are we hiring a janitor? This guy can just dust down the fucking drum kit once a day. Um, and so whilst the, the owner said, look, you can record demos whilst uh, the owner loved him. He said that he was an incredibly hard worker. In fact, mm-hmm. the owner has a quote where he said, "If I asked these guy, this guy to wax the floor, that floor was really waxed." That's cool, you know. So he said, "Whatever he, whatever he put his mind to, he would do a hundred percent." So he was happy to let me use the studio when the studio wasn't being used, and that's where he made all these demos. Um, I started to send them off to uh, to record labels, and most of the songs that were demos. Ended up as the the main, the main bulk of Pretty Hate Machine. Um, do you know who he got signed by? This is great. I'm going to throw a name out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a it was like a wee kind of nonsense record label, wasn't it? It's was like FTX or something. It's called TVT Records, right? Mm-hmm. TVT sounds for TV Tunes. 
They were formed um, by, by a businessman who yeah. just had the idea to release an album of classic TV intros. Uh-huh. Um, and that was their record. And then their second signing, well, the first signing really was um, was Nine Inch Nails. So they went from, you know, an album with like the fucking soundtrack to I Love Lucy to... Uh, Charles in charge. Shit like that. Yeah. To, and then it was, the devil's gonna fuck me in the back of his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lord knows. I mean, apparently he had a few offers, but that's the one that Trent went with. Maybe he fucking loves, I don't know, the Ed Sullivan show or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny, man. Uh, if this is because this is it was released through that mad nonsense record label, this was the first independently released record to go... Gold. Gold up gold. Think, gold yeah. it went. Um yeah, so I mean it was it's it was pretty big. Um it was inspired as well. Uh, he went to another inspirational gig and went to see Depeche Mode, which you can hear all the way through the record. Yeah, this is a big Depeche. Depeche Mode, Joy Depeche. Division, um yeah, all those guys. Um, New Order. And uh what's Ministry. What's your man from Black Flag's name again? Henry Rollins. There's a there's a bit of like fucking. Oh yeah, there's a hardcore punk vibe to this. But also, uh, just Trent as a dude. Do you remember that Henry Rollins like kept the ashes of his mate or whatever in like a fucking Tupperware thing? They, yeah. they had witness get murdered, and you're like, yeah, we he had a wee bit of his brain in a, a jar. That's right, and you're like, this guy, like, I get, I get you're a goth man, but I think you're a bit of a fucking pervert as well. Right. No, unless you're coming on the skull, it's not pervy. We can go back to the podcast if you want and listen to the bit where you said that's the reason that you hated the Henry Rollins. Really? Yeah. I've changed my mind. <laughs> that's the reason I love him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's a bit of that to Trent Reznor, right? Where, uh, the second album, after the success of uh, Pretty Hate Machine, mm-hmm. um Reznor uh, hired the mansion where the Manson family killings took place yeah, and built a studio uh, in the house. He called the studio Le Pig, which is uh, what the killers had written in the blood um, from Sharon Tate's body on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said he was fascinated by the house due to his interest in American folklore, um, yeah. but has stated that he does not want to support serial killer bullshit. And, it, uh-huh. you know, if you don't want to support serial killer bullshit, building a studio in the house where serial killings took place and naming it after what was scrawled on the floor in blood, probably not going to help you with that particular image. You just don't get goth stuff, man. Yeah. See, when you get the chance to do that, you fucking do it. See, when you're for the Midwest, you think, I'll never be anywhere near Sharon Tate's blood. And then somebody says, you I live near Sharon Tate's blood? And you go, yes. I'm a goth, can't help it. Yeah, I just think, come on, man. If Nick, if Nick Cave done that, you would be soaking your little creaming jeans, man. No, man. I, prefer, I, le- I like to let people just let the art do the fucking. Do you know what? You know what it's like? It's like those fucking freaks who play the Joker and they're like, mm, I'm going to send a used condom to the. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. That was one guy and it was Jared Leto. So please don't sully this the is, fucking. Well, this is it. Jared Leto. Henry Rowling. Yeah, I would say Jared Leto is obviously a goth. He's in 36 to Mars and he's, you know, he's 50, but he looks 28. He's, you know, he's a little like freak. That. He's a little f- mm-hmm. freak. Um, I, would love, I would love to punch fuck out Jared Leto, man. 
It's Biohazard Boyd versus Jared Leto. Ding ding. Thirty seconds till I knock that kind of block off. So they should go as back. Yeah. Um. He was in. Um. He was in Blade Runner twenty forty seven, which I thought was good. Uh, it I kind of Fight Club, your favorite film. Is that my favorite film? No, Black Panther's your favorite. Film. Thank you. Yes. Um. But yeah, so there's a little bit. There, I mean, but. Look, he was a bit younger. I think Rollins has calmed down a bit. I think this is probably when Rollins was a big cokehead as well. He's a, not Rollins. Talk about Rollins or Reznor? Reznor. Because neither one of the Rollins has not calmed down, <laughs> and Reznor has. Because yeah. now he's not like a goth. He's like a he's like a bodybuilder guy when you see him. Now. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean Reznor. Just uh, slip of the tongue. Confusing. They can be confused. Um, Reznor is uh, yeah. He got sober, went to rehab, um, and and yeah. Now he's like a. Movie soundtrack, chill guy. Although yeah. they are, Nine Inch Nails have actually conveniently timed for the pod, just announced some UK shows. You sent me the link. That's right. I sent you the link. In the goth Where are they doing of, it? The goth heartland of the UK. Cornwall. Cornwall. At the Eden. Cornwall. At the Eden Project. Can I just say, I think it's so funny, the idea of somebody for the West Country being really in Nine Inch Nails. You're going to get what you deserve. The devil's gonna fuck me in the back of his tractor. Bloody hell! Bow down before the one you serve. You're, you're gonna get what you deserve, young master. You know, shit like that. It's funny. So yes, third. Uh, like you know a what? Film in it. If Cornwall was next door, I'd go to that gig. It's not that far away. You could get a flight to Bristol in an hour. Cornwall's hard to get to from here. Is it? Yeah. But Nine Inch Nails, I have added to my list of bands who I really think it would be special to see live. Really? Yeah. Based on this week's listening? Yeah. Wow. little insight into what I thought of the record. Yeah. But just, I think, musically, I think it's such an interesting, he's such an interesting dude, and I think it's supposed to be an amazing life. Like, he knows, he, like, this is the thing, Trent Reznor is also a, a highly accomplished uh, producer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's produced... He produced Marilyn Manson's first few albums. Uh, they fell out because Marilyn Manson felt like um, he was being held back by Trent Reznor um, because Reznor was jealous of Manson's success and didn't want him to overtake it. Uh, That's what Marilyn Manson says, I think. Yeah. Trent Reznor says, yeah, he kept uh, sexually harassing women. And I was like, man, you need to chill out on that stuff. I know we're living in the, the Manson murders house, but <laughs> if you could just... Uh, Stop being a, such a beast. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't up for that. Yeah, as, we, so as you can tell now. Reznor's come out of that one, the winner. Um he produced for Buster Rhymes, Jane's Addiction, uh Queens of the Stone Age Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age? Bloody hell Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age cover band from Australia. From Stains. From Stains UK. Same place as Ali G. That's right. Queens <laughs> of the Stone Age. Sussex or something. Stains? Yeah. No, it's near a slough, I think. Oh, right. One uh, of those satellite towns. Yeah. Uh, and Halsey. Do you know Halsey? Who's Halsey? Also, what? Oh, no, I do remember what Queen's of Stone album that was. It was Era Vulgaris. Um, Halsey's like a, a pretty massive pop star. Like, really massive. From when? From now. Now? now. Oh. Like, what song? Um... There are going to be people listening to this going, I can't believe you can't, neither you can name a house song, because she's fucking I can't believe you don't know huge. Oh, some 28, man. You know? 
It'd be creepy if I knew. Well, I only Do you think it would be so creepy if we knew. It's a name that I've seen around, but I didn't know any tracks, so I listened to a couple earlier to be like, mm-hmm. "Have I heard some of this?" And then some of the hooks. And he produced for her. He has produced for her. Yeah. Wow. So his fingers in all sorts of pies. I mean, the soundtracks he's done as well. Like some of them that make Disney sense. Film? Well, yeah. So some of them make sense. Like um, you know, all those David Fincher movies, Fincher Girl stuff. with a Dragon Tattoo, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Total makes sense. Industrial, Dark, gothic, mm. sex, shit. And and by the way, some of the covers that they produce for that, like there's a cover of um, uh, Immigration Song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the most famous fucking rock riffs of all time. <laughs> one of those songs that really go, you can't, you shouldn't really fucking even bother covering this because you're not going to. But it's fucking good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, it's Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, Really, really pulls it off, I think, and it it manages to make it its own thing. Uh, it, but then Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross did the soundtrack for Disney Pixar's Soul. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, I watched it on Christmas before last, on Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas before last, what a lovely phrase. Uh, yeah, <laughs> have you seen it? It's yeah, so it's about uh, it's about a, a, a struggling jazz musician who. Wants to give up teaching to pursue full time uh, jasmineship. Gets the chance, gets killed, goes to the afterlife, comes back to life as a dog or something, and has to. As a cat. Cat, yeah, and has to guide. Do you think they look all the same, bro? You think all dogs and cats? Dogs and cats? They're basically the same thing. Four legs, fur, tails, faces. Insane take. Absolutely no one listening to this is going to agree with that. You're being. being someone's, Someone's listening to this right now. And they're composing an angry tweet saying Biohazard Boyd is an absolute fucking dum dum. Biohazard Boyd is Biohazard but stupid man. That's good. <laughs> the thing is, but yeah, they're, they're, they are. They're apples and oranges, dogs and cats. Do you know what I mean? The two different things. You mean? Um, well, very similar things. That they're both fruit. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if it was apples and microphones, you'd be like, oh, they're different. <laughs> sure. The music right. in Soul is is good though, you know it's yeah, it's jazzy. I wouldn't hire the fucking industrial devil fuck man to show up and get fucking mashed up against the side of a van in Cleveland. I, I, I guess I, but invite him. I, I think the thing with Trent Reznor is that like he's aged. Industrial it, yeah. goth pop or whatever you want to call this, uh-huh. it, that that is he what he likes to make, but he is <laughs> musically. Like skilled enough, I th- like that just so happens to be what he puts his talents towards. But I think he I can... think it's mental they got two two wealthy, privileged white guys to make the film for Disney's Soul instead of getting some black guys in. Sure, you know, but... some jazz legends. Yeah, I understand that. But you know Come what? On. It fucking slaps the soundtrack though. It works. It's also crazy in that film. They're like, do you know who needs to sort out this black guy's life? That's right, Tina Fey should show up and have all the answers. Tina Fey, you come near the Black Diaspora story one more time and you end up like Jared Leto, and that's all I'm going to say. Wow. I'm putting Tina the Fey Hollywood on. liberal elite on blast right now, oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. Yeah, Fuck. I'm fed up. Oh, my God. I'm fed up. The Oscars are coming up, and Tina Fey's career is going to be the in-memoriam section after I'm going to show up with a nail bomb embedded in my brain and just turn it on, man. <laughs> wow. Um, also, a little, little side note on Trent Reznor's soundtracks. 
yeah. finally, we have a gamer <laughs> in the top 500. Finally, man. We've been yes. waiting. You sent me this. You sent me a wee clip or something. What was it again? Resna did the soundtrack for Quake, which was like a sort of late version of, of Doom or a re- uh-huh. reimagining of, of, of Doom because he loved, in 1996, he mm-hmm. loved 1996's Doom. Do you know who was playing Doom in 1996? Like 400 people. PC gamers. That's it. <laughs> gamers rise up. <clears throat> Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This he was is a real. This is well. If you're into, if you're making all your music on computers, you're going to be wanting to play mm-hmm. a couple of these fun games on. And it, and what he studied at, at that liberal arts college was uh, computer science as well. He's a fucking nerd. He's a dweeb. This is and you can hear it on this record, man. Does he get his whole once on this? This is pre PlayStation One. This is pre like, hey, gaming can be cool. This is like, mm-hmm. this is for dweebs. He made a soundtrack for Doom Three as well, but it never saw the light of day. Uh, Wait, I thought it was Quake. He no, he made the soundtrack for Quake because he and loved he did Doom as well. And no, I liked him. Oh my god! You just have to listen to what I'm saying. It's that easy, right? No, no, I've, I've, I've oh, misunderstood. Yeah. Here's here's what you were saying. I'm going to tell you. Okay. What you were saying? He done the soundtrack for Quake because he liked Doom. Right. You've got that That's much. All. You've got that much right. He mm. also. This is what I just said a minute ago. He right. also made a soundtrack for Doom Three. Right. But it was never used. Oh. Due to various problems. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was interesting when you sent me that Quake song because a, it was fucking better than eighty percent of the shit on this record, and b, most of the original Doom soundtrack was like sixteen-bit versions of Metallica songs, mm. like straight-up rips, like the same notes in the same order and stuff. So and like the same drum patterns and stuff, but just on a wee kind of keyboard. Uh, so I, I mean, I'll, I, I, I just love that type of stuff. That really try to render music, heavy music, and like Game Boy sounds is quite funny to me. So um, let's let's get into. I mean, I think we've both hinted about what we think about this this work. Uh huh. What's your um? What's your initial? Let's have this is a thing I want to try and bring in. Uh huh. Let's have a a sort of bottom line. What's the bottom line on this album? Just a quick. I know we do. Do you did you enjoy an album? But that you always go off. I just want a quick precursor. Bottom line. That's the new theme tune for bottom line. Would you think about it? It's good. Before we get into the bottom line, how about we do the bet midler factor? Alright, what's Trent Risner's bet midler factor? This is a feature in which we find out how closely related the work of Trent Reznor is to Bette Midler. It's not Trent Reznor every week. That'd be weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever artist we're doing. Mm. Yeah, so Trent Reznor has a Bette Midler factor of two. Okay. Yeah. Reznor appeared in the documentary Score from 2016 about the film soundtrack Composers, uh, which also featured the film director Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall appeared in an uncredited cameo in 1993's Hocus Pocus starring the main character, of course... Bette Midler as Winnie Sanderson. Fantastic. <laughs> now it's time for Tattoo Woohoo uh, or Tattoo Boohoo. We're just cramming them all in at once. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> With two guys reviewing tattoos, we're gonna Google him and search and then we choose if it's Tattoo Woohoo or Tattoo Boohoo. We're judging the ink, yeah, that's what we do. 
full speed of face dash wigs going bat you pick the designers it better just fine a dragon or a skull pretentious or dull you cannot hide and we will decide if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo yeah this is the segment where we and get off your phone liam we are <laughs> What do you think what do you think I'm doing on my phone? You need to pay attention. What do you have a have a guess. Have a guess I'm what guessing. I'm doing whilst you are singing that overly long jingle about looking it's not at some overly long. Get, just guess, just right out of nowhere. What do you think I'm doing? I tell you he doesn't have any tattoos. Right. <laughs> I was googling his tattoos so that I could give you a response. <laughs> what does that have any? <laughs> this feature needs to die. Let's do a poll. Let's do a poll. Someone remind us when this comes out, when you hear this, right. can someone tweet us and say, do the poll. And we'll do, do a poll, poll on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Should we keep... Oh, that's... Okay. You have more followers than me on Instagram, so it's not... That doesn't fair. mean automatically people will agree with me. You should see some of the hate I've got for my current moustache. Hmm. Okay, doesn't okay bottom line. What is the what is this segment? <laughs> it's not really, I just wanted a quick summation of the upcoming what's your first first thing you want to say about like in the way that Rolling Stone sort of intro it, what do you what's one your one sentence here's what this is to me. What I'm about to say is not that. Perfect. <laughs> but during lockdown I became obsessed. I, th- I kept thinking to myself, do you know, I should try and listen to Nine Inch Nails. I like kind of all those old rock. I was listening to a lot of metal and stuff, and I was like, never got any Nine Inch Nails. And then I put, I heard this was a good album, and I just listened to Head Like a Hole on repeat. And I think Head Like a Hole is one of the best songs we've had on the whole fucking list, man. Absolute screamer. Mm-hmm. Just sheer banger. The way it starts with that, it sounds like a Geiger counter clicking away. It sounds Absolutely. like um, the opening little bit to What's Out of Love and It Was a Gas. <laughs> Can't say I noticed that. If you <laughs> let, is, you won't be able bit, to yeah. unhear it now. Uh huh. So if I'd have had out of glass. Oh, it's like Blondie, is it? Mm. There was an interview with a guy from Hot Chip where they were talking about uh, Ready for the Floor. Joe Goddard. He, might have been him. Mm. And he was saying... Uh, Oh, well, I'm surprised Ready for the Floor was a hit because we only have two hooks in it. And most big pop songs have three. And this, man. I think that song has like four or five. Yeah. But that one, bow, bow down before the one you serve. You're going to get what you deserve. That is fuck. Mm. That rocks, man. That's I, one of the greatest I, things I've ever heard. I challenge thee to sit and listen at, to when he fucking belts out that and not go, Fucking yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. Do you know it's been it's been twisted recently though? Twisted and fucked up beyond comprehension. <laughs> it's been goated with the sauce, man. It's been twisted. Oh my god. Um, I'm to. I Trumpists kind of took it as an anti no! anti-mask thing. So when they're like, "Hey, that oh black as your soul they think that's like black as your soul as in you have mm. a black twisted biden voting soul the, Who, the, uh, the, the thing is about it you know it's particularly that bow down before the one you serve it is 
very open to interpretation, which is probably why it speaks to so many people on, on you know, the one you serve so can labels, either be yeah. the government or God or, you know, your own fucking weaknesses. You know what I mean? A sexual woman clad only in leather. A, a sexual woman? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It's, it's horny, this record, man. It is horny. That There's a song near the, uh, near the end. The second last song is like mm-hmm. Prince-level horniness. Is that the... Uh... The only time... The only time. Oh, there's I. That's the one where he talks about getting fucked in the back of the car by the devil, which yeah. is one of my favourite parts of the album. That, uh, and the same, the synth on it remind me of the Trigger Happy TV theme tune. It's the same synth sound. Yeah. There's Delphic. Fucking Dom Jolly, more like Sub Jolly, if you ask me. That is a fucking secret posture right there. Big Dom. Mm. Secret posture. Uh, it's not really a secret. No. Um, there's uh, sorry, uh, we'll big tangent there. No, that's okay. Tangents are fine. Listen, look, look. The bottom line is not it's not happened. Okay, so we'll just we'll, we'll... <laughs> what's your bottom line? No, no, fuck it. No, it's in William the it's, it's been put in the the dustbin of podcast history. Okay. No, I want to hear the bottom line. To be honest, the bottom line I've realised as I introduce it as a concept is the same as at the end when we say, "Did you enjoy an album?" So it's just. So you want to bring the end forwards no look, I've, I've just assigned it to the dustbin of podcast history so don't you worry R.I.P. to everyone <laughs> um, the album look it's it's like industrial goth pop kind of all, all the way through it's mm-hmm. I actually think it's lighter than you would assume you know obviously there's bits about being fucked in the devil fucked by the devil in the, in the ass in the back of a truck right but but which is class but you know because of it's when when you think of like all those bands that would you'd have on your backpack, mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of what you touched on earlier. When you've got Nine Inch Nails next to Metallica and, and Slipknot and all that, when you actually listen to the music, it's got more in common with like your, your Gary Newman. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, well, the bits I like about it are the heavy bits. Sure. And then the, 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 the bits where it's just sad, I'm like, this isn't really doing it for me, man. I need you to get angry again. I need, I need you to get that raging heart on. You know what? You know what I mean? I've got to disagree because I think something I can never have is a masterpiece. Really? Yeah. Uh, 100%. I think it's there's, it's a piano ballad about halfway through the album. And it's where he says that line that's quoted in uh, the opening um, blurb from Rolling Stone. Where he says, Grey would be the colour if I had a heart. Oh, what, would, what does that even mean? He's talking about his blood though. He's just talking about how he feels nothing. Numb. There's a big uh, Linkin Park vibe on this, isn't there? Oh, 100%. It's music for um, horny 15-year-olds. Midwestern, small-town 15-year-old goths making electronic rock music. You kidding on? This is Linkin Park blueprint. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it's uh, well, I mean, there's, you can see loads of, I mean, first off, to Marilyn Manson, like, you're not surprised at all after hearing this that he went on to produce Manson because he, mm. that that's a obvious it is that kind of gothic sort of it's it's almost pop hidden disguised as like gothy emo you know what i mean yeah i mean marley madison was writing big pop songs and big rock songs the whole time yeah yeah like there's big hooks and um and the synths as well playful at points it's it's quite funny in points as well the album um well bet jake's funny other than they're getting shagged by the devil well that i think is really funny yeah that made me laugh. It's also, right after he says that, he just pauses as if to go, yeah, I did just say uh, I get shagged by the day when I'm back in the car. What are you going to do about it? Well, well, when speaking about the album, I said, 
that he was writing these demos and he never really, when he was writing it, he never really expected anyone to listen to them, you know? So mm-hmm. there is like a, you know, imagine if you found your diary from when you were 15 and your how, Jack off diary. and how embarrassed you would be. A lot of yeah. that is kind of just the lyrics here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something quite genuine, like, you know, in terms of, it's kind of a coming of age record about being lonely. And uh, when you're younger, mm-hmm. Um, and angry and angry and it's just this is like this it's always like you I'm angry at you yeah and you could either be a spurned woman who won't love him back or it could be his parents or it could be the government or the man it could be capitalism you bow down before the one you serve you're going to get what you deserve or it could be me not me specifically maybe do you think so You've done a lot of bad stuff. That's true. Um, I, think he's, I think he's having a go at you from the past. I think the album starts off strong, and I think it surfs it all the way through to a cool ending. I love this. I think it starts 10 out of 10 mm. with uh, Head Like a Hole, 8 out of 10 for um, Terrible Eye. It's a terrible eye! That's cool. And then it's like six out of ten, five out of ten, just all the rest of the way. It never really gets back up to where it should be. Uh, and then like flicks back up to nine out of ten for that one bit where he's talking about shaking the devil and then just dips back down. I, I have to say I'm in complete disagreement with you this week. I really enjoyed this all the way through. Um, I think I think there's loads of good songs in here. I'm surprised. This is really exciting for me that you love this. I, I thought that you would be really into this, to be honest. Um, yeah, I thought I, I thought I would as well. Um, so, something I can never have, I think, is fucking just great. I just, I mm. that it was that that made me want. Like, I imagined seeing that at the Eden Project with uh-huh. a fucking lighter over my head, glow sticks. Oh yes, man. I, I want to see you in a latex hoodie with like a gas mask bit attached to the top of it, with the glow sticks, with like big mosher shoes, new rocks or skateboarding shoes, Osiris skateboarding shoes, or maybe get some dreads, maybe braid your beard and dye it green. Yeah. Maybe pierce your septum. Again. I would love that to happen. <laughs> if you became a, a, a industrial goth, like... What, shopped at Cyberdog in Camden? Yeah, man. Yeah. We had a place called uh, Cyber in Glasgow. My dad took me there once. This isn't the golf shop I was talking about. This is a, a different golf shop that I was talking about two weeks ago in the Bo Diddley episode, which was weird that I brought it up then. <laughs> but there was this place called Cyber, and me and my dad went in, and we were looking, he was looking for, like, biker stuff or something like that, uh, or, like, bowling shirts or something. And the woman was like, yeah, no, we used to have the gimp stuff up the front, but we're trying to sell all this <laughs> golf stuff to teenagers. They see the gimps, they just get scared and run away. So now... We get the gimp stuff in the back and we put the kind of, you know, the, the glow-in-the-dark stuff near the front and it's it's working better for us. And I just, I just never thought about... The day-to-day workings you, of a golf shop, yeah. Yeah, and how to, how to create a journey for people when they're coming in. You build to the gimp suit. Yeah. You don't start with a gimp suit. Well, this album starts with a gimp suit, I would say. Yeah, it does, man. And Straight listen, in, I was obsessed. Kissing. I was obsessed with Head Like a Hole during uh, lockdown. For some reason, I listened to it on repeat. I'd go for walks, listen to it ten times in a row. Perfect rock song. Perfect. Love it to bits. The rest of it could take or leave it. Cool story about the song "Down in It." Um, that was one of the singles from the album. 
mm-hmm. they were recording a music video for it. And in the music video, Trent Reznor is uh, dying. And so there's footage of him dying. And he wanted to... Him on the floor, dying. And you know like that uh, Radiohead um, music video, Just, where it's all the people on the floor and it sort of slowly mm-hmm. reveals back. It, they, 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 that was after this, but I'm just trying to... I thought you were going to talk about the Radiohead video on uh, No Surprises, where the guy he nearly drowned, didn't he? No, 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 but I'm just trying to explain the shot. And, and mm-hmm. so it's, you know, basically a dead guy on the floor and the, the camera pans backwards, so it's going towards the sky. Do you know what I mean? It's zooming mm-hmm. out. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. in order to create this shot in this video, they had uh, a camera tied to a helium balloon. and then the, Come on, bro. <laughs> the, the helium balloon was uh, attached to some ropes so that it wouldn't float away. Um, but those ropes snapped. So it did. It floated away. Um, it went 200 miles. <laughs> this is this is awesome, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It landed in some farm. The farmer assumed it was some government surveillance mm-hmm. trying to find out who was growing weed. So this is like, whoever this farmer was, was fucking predicted the rise of drone surveillance mm-hmm. by about 20 years longer good on them so he took it what doing. he took it straight to the fbi or the police who then handed it over to the fbi because they found footage of this dead guy <laughs> and apparently there was like morticians there going oh yeah you can see the scarring on the neck that he's been dead for for three days so they yeah. thought it was like this snuff movie wow then some gangland killing I did not know that story. That's cool. Eventually, someone said that's Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a famous pop star. And then, and then they went. They had to prove that Trent Reznor was alive to the FBI. Yeah. They so, were like, "See that scar on his neck? Because he jacks off and chokes himself. Cause he's a sick fucking <laughs> twisted puppy, man." Yeah, it was literally like corn flour or something. I was like, every every element of that story fucking rules. Yeah, I thought the rope was going to snap and the camera landed on him. <laughs> That's why he had and, to get ripped, yeah. just for his skeleton at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed that you weren't more into this, because I um, I really enjoyed it, and I thought you would too, but, you know. No, I, I did as well. It's just that kind of... Uh, the Midwestern masculinity thing, where, I did, you know, he's taking inspiration from, like, Depeche Mode and New Order, and then I just don't think that his emotional intensity is relatable when you kind of grow out of that a wee bit you know what I mean I'm not going to criticising your relationship to your own masculinity no, no but I'm you know saying... what you touch on this very interesting because something I wanted to say about this was that when we did when we covered the Stooges something that I said mm-hmm. was that I, I wish I'd listened to um, that album when I was 18 um, because yeah. it would have been perfect for everything else I was listening to at the time and where I was. Mm-hmm. And a similar thought I had about this album was, I wish I'd listened to this album when I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, 15, perfect age for this. Because... You're just getting in to see Adam Sandler films in the pictures and you're ready to get sad and angry and jack off, man. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Like, so, so I totally get what you mean. Um, I, I mean, you know, I can still... It's almost like a retroactive enjoyment for my younger self. Um mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I don't think it's immature. Um, just, you know, I think musically as well. I think there's a lot of fucking cool stuff going on, um, mm-hmm. and you can see the seeds of like the Trent Reznor's, you know, producing. It's crazy brain. how it really sounds like the actual second that it is turned into the nineties. This album, 
Yeah, totally. And in fact, uh, again, some of the other stuff we've covered where it's like, oh, it's a bit of 90s cliches. Like, you know, some of like, even like, that bloody Shakira record had like some of those <laughs> 90s rock cliched. That's from albums like this, you know? Mm-hmm. This is what cemented that. Um, so I think that, that's that's cool as well. Um, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll be listening to it and, you know, it's one, hey, if I went into the, the bop shop and I saw Pretty Hate Machine on yeah. purple splattered vinyl. Oh! Mm-hmm. 40 quid. Oh, come on. That's a lot. For- the guy knows that you want it. He's seen you coming for it. He's seen me coming along my fucking mind. I'm not spending 40 quid. There's there's, there's very few records I'm spending 40 22 fucking. quid. 22 quid. Purple splattered? I'll take it. 30 quid signed by Atticus. Signed? Yeah. Well, I don't think it would work in the record player with the... I don't know how... Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the signed sleeve. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put that next to my signed Happy Mondays sleeve. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, Did you get something signed by the guy for the Happy Mondays when you interviewed them? Uh, yeah, man. Wow, that's cool, man. I got. I, I bought a record that day. I went. I went to the record shop, and then uh, I took it to the the gig. And he signed Did you get? Was it a Happy Mondays record? Yeah, yeah. Because my friend Connor, he got his Led Zeppelin record signed by the wrestler Bret Hart, who had nothing to do with that record. Why would he do that? He had to get something signed and. It, the record meant a lot to him so he got Led Zeppelin 1 signed by Brett the Hitman Hart that's wild that makes no sense yeah it's pretty odd behaviour I think it's very funny though you want to do a quiz yeah let's do a quiz and then get to if we liked it or not okay even though we've just spoke about how much we liked it Mm. and disliked it okay very much in the same vein as the Al Green uh, quiz which was called Green Day where I gave you the name of a song and you had to guess what song I was talking about but the colour and the song title had been changed to green hmm. in this week's quiz which is called Inch High Private Why where you have, I'll give you a name of a song where the measurement has been changed to inches you have to tell me what is the original measurement okay okay the Proclaimers had a hit with I'm gonna be, in brackets, 500 inches? 500 miles. Ding! One out of five. Nick Cave and the Bad Seed had a hit with... <laughs> the Bad Seed was just when it was two of them. Yeah, it's just him and that One smelly guy old man was... with a violin. <laughs> well, what? Don't dare call Warren Ellis a smelly old man. He's a fucking genius. Doesn't look like he smells good, though. I'll give you that. Yep. Nick Cave and the Bad Seed had a hit with 15 inches of pure white snow? Um, I actually don't know. Is it cent- this is my favourite Nick Cave song. I've spoken about it before. It's centimetres. You think Nick Cave has a song called 15 centimetres of pure white snow? I don't know. You rand bastard. Millimetres? <laughs> inches. No, feet. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot what the quiz is about there. I changed it to it's 15 feet of pure white snow. I'm going to fucking... Lauren's going to lose her shit at me for getting that wrong, yeah. man. Oh, bloody hell. All right. Now, question number three. You got one out of two. Against Me had a hit with Inches of Guinness Make You Strong. Well, I, I don't know the song or band, but Pints. Nailed it. What Nine song, Inch nailed it. Yes, two out of three. Bo Diddley had a hit with 16 inches. Oh, I don't know. 16. 
What did we... It was that song he sang on the Red Ed Sullivan show. Oh, fuck. Oh, hours! <laughs> no. Days! 16 tons. Tons. What do you get? Another day older and oh, deeper yeah. in debt. Oh. Fuck. Hours isn't a unit of measurement in the same way. What am I doing? <laughs> but I was trying to... Like, oh, I've been working in the coal mine for 16 hours. Can't wait to clock off. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> two out of two out of four. Question number five. This is this is really it for you. This is Beyonce you. had a hit with <laughs> six inch. Six inch. Um, nailed, nailed it. Correct. It was six inch. Oh, uh, yes. It was a joke. That, that was that was my answer. I wasn't just yeah. repeating the question to think about it. And if you say three that, yeah, five, you win. Wow. Um, well done. Yeah, great. That was um, w- one of the worst ones. No. <laughs> you said the Alkine one was one of the best ones with the exact same quiz. Yeah, because I did well on that you one. Freak. It's not, it's, it's not good or bad, depending on how good or bad you are at it. It's, yes, that's how my enjoyment of everything is. I hate journeys, right. man. Okay. Well, that's me done all my segments this week, so... Great. Maybe it's time to wrap up. Did, did you enjoy an album this week, Liam with Neil? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it really... I'm really glad to have listened to it. It will be on my rotation for a while, I think. One uh, of the best albums we've done so far for you, probably? Yeah, I would say so. I think Reznor is just a musical fucking... Like, he really knows his shit, you know what I mean? He just so happens that this is the top music that he does it. But I think him and Atticus Ross, whatever they turn their, their fucking skills to... Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll, you know, excel at. They are, you know, they they fucking rule. This album owns from start to finish. That's what I'm gonna say. All right. Well, I've made my feelings clear. I think the first two songs are really, really well. I think the first song's amazing. Second song's really good. The rest, other than sin, doesn't really do it for me. Um, so I'm gonna say, no, not really. I enjoyed I, I, the first track. I loved it. Yeah. I like when we Christ. have different answers to that. You know, I think it adds a little bit of something something to the pod. Yeah. It'd be boring if we agreed every week. No. I mean, it's not... I, I, I don't know what it is I didn't like about it. I just think it's kind of... He's just too sad. I like it when he's angry. Do you know what I mean? And he's like... He's the powerful... Like, in a lot of heavy metal, I like it's like... A guy who's being, like, tortured by Satan. I think you something. can sum up this album by each song... Is either just before or just after he's jacked off. Okay. Yeah, big time. So you like the just before. Yeah, I like when guys are just about to fucking <laughs> squirt that fucking <laughs> gogurt up the wall, man. You know. Oh, I want to no. hear some guy sad with a post wank regret. I want to hear him fucking throbbing and gobbing, man. You know. Gobbing. <laughs> well, I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the album. Uh, yeah. Let's see. He doesn't. Liam doesn't mind if you've jacked it or you're jacking soon. He likes it both. Um, your playlist pick. If if you 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 can't you can't choose anything but head like a hole after the way you've spoken about it. No, I can't. So I'm going to choose head like a hole by Nine Inch Nails. I'm going to choose something I can never have by okay. Nine Inch Nails. What's your playlist pick this week? Um, I'm going to choose um, that song. It's another Nine Inch Nails song. Ghosts 4-34. Um, I was going to put on Lil Nas X. They can both go Which on. has that in it. They can both go on. But then, do you know what I'm going to put on? 
I don't know if I should do this. I'm going to run this past you, right? Mm-hmm. I love the Nine Inch Nails song, Bite the Hand That Feeds. Mm-hmm. What's like, do, 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 I like the way you move. I like the way you comb my hair. I like the way you touch my ass. Oh, Stuff like that. I my that must come out when I was about fifteen or sixteen, and my then girlfriend mm-hmm. loved it, and she had a dreadful taste in music, and I fucking despised it then, and I despise it now, and it just hearing that I haven't thought about it in years, and it takes me I back like to, the way you move. Takes me back to sitting in a living room and watching the music video channels because that's what we did for fun back those days kids back in the day just sitting and watching and that coming on and her loving it and me going I've we're not we've got nothing in common if you does it not give you a kind of nostalgic pang for hard ones past no this album does though wow well I wanted to put the body rockers I like the way you move on the playlist veto <laughs> I'm gonna put on um Nine Inch Nails, Bite the Hand That Feeds Then, because I think that's a, one of the, probably one of the best songs. One of the few um, all all artists were covering playlist picks. Sparks had it. Yeah, you could tell. And you know, it's a real. You know what? There's a few things that make that happen. First off, they have to have a big catalogue of cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But secondly, they have to be a bit underrepresented on the on the top 500 list. That's not going to happen with your, your Beatles or, or Rolling Stones because any other song we could choose is probably going to come up later on. Yeah, um, I would have put on Marlon Manson, uh, Disposable Teens. Mm-hmm. However, um, he has been cancelled for a good reason. Yeah, we've got a, 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 a policy about putting cancelled, fully cancelled. 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 Um, who are we listening to next week? I believe I hinted previously in this very episode but uh, I believe next week it's Diana Ross with her anthology is it is it Diana Ross and the Supremes it's Diana Ross and the Supremes with their hit album anthology is it, oh fuck how long is this it's gonna be another three hour box set isn't it I'm worried personally I'm worried but cannot wait to spend another week Chilling, vibing, relaxing, maxing, shooting some having a good time. Outside of shooting school. some bloody basketball outside the bloody school with you and everybody and the enjoying it. Everybody get up. Uh, hey, thanks so much for listening to uh, this part, the whole episode. You got there, baby. Well done. I know some people probably bail the second they hear a tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo, but you stuck with it. No. And I appreciate people, people fast forward to find it and mm. start there. Mm. Um, I don't think we'll have too many people looking for the bottom line in future episodes, put it that way. No offence. Offence taken, okay? Full offence given. Listen, this is a safe space to try out new ideas. Sometimes they don't work, mm. that's fine. Apart from uh, your new ideas, which are bad. <laughs> I, I think my fucking theme tune for a bottom line is better than the idea of bottom line. Bottom line. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I'm not a theme tune guy. <laughs> that's not my strength. No, I'm yet to find out what my strength is, but one day we'll get there. Hey, I'll see you when you get there. Enjoy, um, enjoy your week, and we'll catch you next Tuesday for more album enjoyment. 
with uh, Big Diana Ross and the Supremes. I've been uh, Chris McArthur Boyd. Uh, he's been Biohazard Boyd. <laughs> Biohazard Boyd. And this is Luscious Leo. He likes the way you move. Thank you and good night. <laughs>